Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Tottenham Till I Die podcast. I'm your host, Warren Backus, and I'm not happy right now. The reason I'm not happy is because I'm not even supposed to be recording a podcast right now. I I never planned on recording a podcast after this match. I thought, you know, it's going to be a game where we just kind of, we hold on. It's going to be a boring match. That's the type of match we want it to be, and there's just not going to be a lot to talk about. Uh, it, It is Friday. I, I wanted to take this day off. I recorded a U.S. Men's National Team podcast midweek, and I was planning on my next podcast to be after the Aston Villa game. Uh, so today I just kind of wanted to chill, uh, maybe get some schoolwork done, maybe watch some basketball. But I guess not. That's not happening anymore because Tottenham will not let me do that. And it's crazy because just just seven days ago, after the Crystal Palace game, uh, I was in a good mood, even after the Dinamo Zabgreb game last week. I was in a good mood. It, it seemed like everything was going all right at the club. We were still in Europa League, still in a cup final. Uh, we, are, we are pushing for top four. We were on a five-game win streak. It was all good. And now for things to take such a quick turn, and now everyone's turning on, you know, on the manager and on the players, and they should be, uh, you might be wondering, man, what could have happened for such a fast turnaround? Well, when you lose in the North London Derby in in a terrible fashion, and then probably suffer your worst defeat in European history, that'll probably do it for you. This this has to be, this could be the worst week ever in this club's history, just ever. When you consider what's happened, I mean they 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 lose in a North London derby, which is obviously a huge game and you never want to lose that match. And I already mentioned the way they lost it. It was terrible. They didn't look like they wanted to try. And you expected a reaction out of the players. Didn't get that at all. We got instead an even worse performance against a Croatian team. And like I said, this is probably the the worst defeat in, in this team's European history, uh, considering they had a 2-0 lead coming into this game. And then they lose it 3-0 to a team they are much better than. And the worst part about all of this is when it comes to fixing it, I don't even know where to start. It seems like everything needs to go. We just need a complete reset. I mean everything. Uh, the ownership, obviously, they come first. They, they've been the problem all along, and they are the root of the problem, whether people want to admit it or not, because I see a lot of people who don't want to go with the owners and just want to go with the manager, and that's completely justifiable, wanting to go for Jose Mourinho. I completely understand it. Uh, because at this point, it seems like we don't really have much of a choice. And if we if we were to sack Jose Mourinho, which I think we will, um, it's it's for me. It's like if Jose Mourinho gets sacked, I don't think it's because he failed us. I think it is because the players the players made it so difficult for him that we have no other choice but to sack him for the good of the football club. And it's really disappointing because oh, it's almost like something really similar to this happened about 18 months ago. I don't know if you remember that. I'm sure you do. Mauricio Pochettino getting sacked. And 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 I think people are catching on to this and understand this, but I'm just going to restate it. But the same players who are going to get Jose Mourinho sacked, and he will be sacked within the next two months. I'm almost sure of it. He'll be sacked within the next two months. But... The same players who are going to get him sacked are the same players who got Mauricio Pochettino sacked. And this is just a reflection on how poor of a job Daniel Levy and the owners have done with this, thinking that 
you know, you're going to sack a manager, Mauricio Pochettino, who's, I mean, he's clearly one of the best managers in the world. The fact that he, the next job he took after getting sacked was the PSG job shows you the class that Mauricio Pochettino has and how great of a manager he is. And to think, oh, yeah, he's 100% the problem. He's, and I, I'm not saying he was, sure, maybe he was a slight bit, bit of the problem, maybe 25% of it, but to think he's 100% of the problem and we're just going to get rid of him and then bring in another manager and he's going to and he's going to completely fix it. It's it's delusional and it's ignorant from the ownership and Daniel Levy. And it's completely backfired on them. It's completely backfired. Jose Mourinho is working with the same players Mauricio Pochettino worked with. And he's getting the same results. So that's why it's just so... It's so worrying for me to see people on Twitter saying the first thing that should be taken care of is the manager. And they might be saying that because that's the first realistic thing that can be taken care of, considering the, oh, they're not going to step down. Levy's not going anywhere, and it's not a transfer window. So I understand Marino's the easiest thing to take care of right now. But I, I hope people don't think that just sacking is going to fix the problems, because it's not going to. It, it's, it was never going to. Uh, and even investment in new center backs isn't going to fix the problems. We need to genuinely sell half of this team. I'm being serious. Selling half of the team is necessary, I think. And when I say the same players who got Poch sacked are going to get Mourinho sacked, I'm not talking about Harry Kane. I'm not talking about Heung-Min Son. I'm not even talking about Hugo Lloris. I'm talking about the players who have been here for a while now, and you can clearly tell that they're not giving their all or they're just simply not good enough. Uh, players like Musa Sissoko, Harry Winks, Serge Aurier, Eric Dyer, I think those are the big four uh, who kind of caught Pochettino sacked and now are going to get Mourinho sacked. It's players like that, players we don't need that we can easily sell. And I just don't know when uh, Daniel Levy and them will, will understand after two managers getting sacked now, because like I said, Mourinho, he will be sacked. Uh, after two managers getting sacked with the same exact players... This should have never happened in the first place. You should never just keep the same players around for six plus years, especially players who don't even start for you. It's always a bad idea because they're they're bench players and they're going to get old. And typically when you have older bench players who've been here for a long time, they get very toxic because they want to play. So you should sell them and bring in younger players on the bench who are actually hungry and will work to play and not feel entitled to get a starting spot because they've been there for a long time. You should never keep players around for that long. And that's something Chelsea do a very good job of. And that's just selling their dead wood and then go buying new fresh players who actually care and want to play for the badge. And I'd say about half of this team, they don't want to play for the badge. And I'll, I'll name them in a little bit because I have a group of players who I would like to sell but it's just it's just ridiculous that Daniel Levy and you know Joe Lewis they refuse to buy players and they refuse to sell players and and their excuse when they don't buy players is they don't have the funds for it okay we'll sell these players who shouldn't be on the team sell these players who are getting our managers fired because now you're gonna have to pay around 30 million pounds to sack Mourinho so there goes 30 million pounds and another thing that I still think about is is how different things could have been if Daniel Levy paid the extra five million pounds for Milan Skriniar. Because in the summer we were very close to getting him. Steve Hitchin was in Milan, I think talking to his agent, talking to the club. We were so close to getting him, but 
Daniel Levy did not want to pay five million extra pounds. Uh, Milan Skriniar this season now has been one of the best center backs in Italy, maybe one of the best center backs in the world. Our center backs have been a huge problem for us. And there are so many games this season where if we had a competent center back, I think we would have won. Games like both West Ham games, games like the second Chelsea game, games like the Everton game in the FA Cup, Games like the Arsenal game, games like the Newcastle game, uh, the, the, the first Fulham game, the Wolves game, the Leicester City game. There's so many games this year where we could have drawn or won if we had just one competent center back back there like Milan Skriniar. And if we did have Milan Skriniar, we'd probably be top four right now. We'd still be in the FA Cup and we'd still be in the Europa League. And because he didn't want to pay that five million extra pounds, He's now going to miss out on all the money he could have gotten for us qualifying for the Champions League. And he's going to have to pay £30 million sacking our manager, where if he signed Skriniar in the first place, Mourinho probably wouldn't be getting sacked. So, because he didn't want to pay that £5 million, you've missed, on, you've missed out on about £50 million for qualifying for the Champions League, and you're now going to have to pay £30 million to sack your manager. So, even, even this, it's not even shrewd business or smart business from Daniel Levy. It's absolutely terrible business not signing Milan Skriniar. And that's just always something that's kind of just, it's always been in the back of my mind. Like, what if we did sign Milan Skriniar? And there's plenty of players who we've been close to who I say what if for. But Milan Skriniar is a recent one who we are very, very close to signing. In terms of the individual performances this match, I think I don't think there was a single good player. I think the only player who gets a pass for me well, is, is Harry Kane because he's Harry Kane and he looked he looked so tired out there. So he gets a pass for me and I didn't think he was necessarily poor. And Giovanni Lo Celso because when Lo Celso came in the game returning from injury for the first time in what, like four months? Uh, he came in the game uh, and he actually looked like he was trying and he was actually trying to create stuff and he played a few key passes probably but everybody else terrible and I, and one player who I was very very disappointed with was Serge Aurier uh, because I was you know he's had a good season so far and I thought we, he would go into next season as our starting right back but to see his performance today and to see just how little he cared and it was so noticeable as well with him he wasn't doing a good job of hiding it at all. He just did not care out there. He was extremely sloppy, extremely slow. You know, defensively, people were playing one-twos on him so easily, dribbling past him so easily. And when he was on the ball, he was just, you know, he was doing careless dribbles and trying to do dumb skill moves in, in our own half. He just clearly didn't care out there. And it was like that for a lot of players. Um, another thing I want to talk about is the comments that Hugo Lloris made after the game. Because I agree with the the comments he made, and this isn't something you see very much uh, in in the modern day is players actually speaking in an interview and, and telling people how they actually feel and not having some script that their PR team gave them. Uh, and just a few of the quotes that Hugo said that I want to bring up. The first one, when talking about the game, he said, It's a disgrace. I hope everyone in the changing room feels responsible. So Hugo's, Hugo's clearly... Uh, very upset about this, very upset with his own players, his own teammates. And not to say Hugo's uh, invincible and, and he, he can't get criticism because he definitely can and I think he will get sold in the summer because I just don't think he's good enough anymore. But Hugo, 
I don't think anyone can blame Hugo for Pochettino or Mourinho getting sacked. I don't think you can. And he's witnessed it both times. And I think he sees two things that are very similar here. Uh, and the second, he had a few more quotes. One of them, lack of basics, lack of fundamentals. I don't know who this was directed at. Some people thought it was directed at Mourinho because the lack of fundamentals part. I feel like it wasn't because he also made other quotes that were pretty much defending Mourinho. So what I think is this is actually a shot towards the front office, uh, Levy and the ownership. Uh, just lack of basics, lack of fundamentals, because there is a lack of fundamentals up there uh, with how they run their football club and how little they care about their football club. Um, another quote from him, and this is what I mean when I said he's defending the manager. The message from the manager was clear. Score one goal as quick as you can. So he's clearly defending Mourinho, saying it was never his idea to play like this, uh, to play, to, I mean, obviously it wasn't his idea to play sloppy, but to play kind of hesitant out there it was never his idea he wanted to go out and score that first goal because if you score that first goal the game's over they have to score four four goals at that point because you got an away goal on them but we didn't score that goal and this is the most interesting quote from Hugo for me if you follow the team only when you are in the starting 11 that causes a big problem for the team this is clearly directed at a lot of our players uh, and I see it I definitely see it players I told we have a problem with players with huge egos at this club and if they're not starting they're they'll get upset about it they'll kind of get in their feelings about it because they're very selfish players and it's because there are a lot of veterans who have been here for a long time and they feel entitled for a starting spot they don't feel like they have to work for it and it's players like Winks, Sissoko, Aurier, Dyer it's players like that um, and one thing we should do is obviously sell these players and then buy a few young players, not older players, buy young players to sit on the bench because so A, they have potential, B, they don't feel entitled, and C, they'll work hard, and then call a bunch of young players from the academy in as well because they won't cost money, and they'll, they'll work hard as well, uh, but they'll also, they know what it means to play for the football club because they're homegrowns, they grew up Spurs fans, so they understand, and they'll actually try. And our U23s just beat Manchester United 3-0, actually. They probably could have beaten Dinamo Zagreb, uh, and our senior team lost 3-0 to them, because they just did not care. And I've mentioned how we should sell about half the team, and I'll, I'll let you know who I think we should sell now. Uh, and I tweeted about this as well, uh, but it, it's a lot of them. Let me find the list here. Okay. Serge Aurier, as I mentioned, very disappointed in him. I thought he probably didn't care the most out of everybody. He just didn't care, and I think we should sell him uh, immediately once the transfer window opens. I'd love to sell him on the spot, but we can't. Eric Dyer, terrible footballer, uh, and I think he's honestly... He did not like Pochettino at the end of his tenure, and he was one of the reasons he got sacked. And he always liked Mourinho because Mourinho played him, but now that he's out of favor with Mourinho, I feel like he doesn't really like Mourinho anymore, so sell him. Matt Doherty, he's not good enough. He cost us the game against Arsenal. That's enough for me. Davinson Sanchez, one of the guys who I actually think was trying out there, but he's just not good, unfortunately, and we can make about $30 million off of him, so we should sell him. Ben Davies, this one's kind of tough, but because he's not one of the, I'm not going to put him in the group with the players who don't care and the players who are trying to get the manager sacked. Ben Davies would never do that. He has too much heart for that. He has too much integrity for that. But the thing about Ben Davies is we're getting Cessignon back and it just doesn't make sense to keep him. 
uh, and we can make 10 million off of him. So sell him. Harry Winks, one that I want to sell the most because I can just tell this is the type of guy because he he's been whining all season. How oh I wanna I wanna play in the Euros for England, so you should start me. Uh, and and it's just that's I hate that attitude. I hate it. Like you're not entitled to start. Work hard and you'll get to start. That's how you get a start. Okay? You're not gonna go to the manager and say, hey, I wanna be fit for the Euros. Can you start me? It's not like that. And I know he didn't. Do, I, I know he didn't do that. But that's how he comes off, kind of spoiled and like he thinks everything's gonna be given to him. So Harry Winks definitely wanna sell him, and we can make 30 million off of Winks. Musa Sissoko. He hasn't cared for the last five months. He has not cared since December, which is three months, but uh, or, or four, but. Okay, no, it's three. Um, but, he, yeah, he hasn't cared since then. He clearly doesn't like Mourinho. And it's not like he's good anyway. You can make some money off of him. Off of him. Voice crack. Um, Steven Bergvine. He hasn't per- shown anything to me. Like I said, uh, it might be harsh, but I want to sell half this team. After that, I want to sell half this team. We can make money off Bergvine. Hugo Lloris. He's not good enough anymore. I like the stuff he said at the end of the game. But, yeah, at the end of the day, he's not good enough anymore. Replace him with Nick Pope. Deli Alley, you can make $40 million off this guy, and he clearly doesn't care. He's clearly not going to return to what he once was, so just sell him, make $40 million off of him. Eric Lamella. Uh, Eric Lamella is one of the guys he does care. However, he's very injury-prone, and we should replace, you know, as our one of our backup wingers slash backup tens, I would like a young player, not a guy who's 30 years old and has been here for literally eight years, and he hasn't really shown anything except for that he can get injured and that he he's good at brash tackles. That's all he's shown, so I have no problem with selling him. Lucas Mora. Again, it's harsh because he's not one of the guys who doesn't care, but just get rid of I, I, I'm not kidding. Get rid of the players who don't contribute much and bring in new players because maybe they will contribute. It's, t- it's time for a rebuild. It really is. And the last one is Toby Alderweireld. He's getting old. He's not going to be good next season. Sell him while you can. Get new center backs in. Those are the players. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I got 13 players I would like to sell in the summer. It's not going to happen. I know it's not. We're probably going to sell three of them because Daniel Levy and Joe Lewis, you know, they don't know what they're doing. Uh, but I think we should. And I think that would make us at least 200 million pounds, at least, maybe close to 300 million. And we could seriously buy some good players with that. And it would make up for them sacking Mourinho, I guess, because that's going to cost 30 million pounds. And then you have to bring in another manager, which is going to cost money. So they really did just dig himself a hole here, thinking thinking they are saving money by being penny pinchers. But all you all you did is, is dig yourself a bigger hole, and now you're going to have to pay more money than you would have had to if you did decide to invest in the club a few years ago. And I actually just saw on my phone that... Tottenham are expected to sack Jose Mourinho if he does not qualify for the Champions League. So that would have to be via finishing top four in the league. And it's like, okay, if you're going to sack him if he doesn't qualify for the Champions League, just sack him now because we're not finishing top four. It's I, I don't know what we're doing. Either don't sack him at all or sack him now. Seriously. There's no point in just ruining the rest of our season. If you sack him now, someone like Ledley King will probably take over for the rest of the season. And you know what? I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind a guy like Ledley King taking over because if Ledley King takes over, it could work out really well. And then we have a club legend leading our club. And he, you know, he actually cares. Not to say Mourinho didn't. Uh, but he would probably get the most out of his players. And that'd be awesome. If he doesn't do well, 
I, I guarantee you Tottenham will back Ledley King because he's a club legend, and the, they will go straight for the front office uh, and the ownership, which is something that I, I've wanted to happen for a long time now. Uh, it's one thing I actually kind of admire about Manchester United fans, how they're constantly going after the Glazers instead of Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, and it's something that even some Chelsea fans started to do when Frank Lampard got sacked. They got mad at Abramovich. So if Ledley King took over and he failed, which I'm not cheering for him to fail, but it's like, here's the thing. I want him to succeed and that'd be great. But if he does fail, on the bright side, hopefully the fans will start going for Enoch and, and Joe Lewis, which would be nice because they're the problem here. They're the root of the problem. But yeah, if you're going to sack Mourinho, sack him now. We're not beating Manchester City, especially with Mourinho. Uh, this team clearly doesn't want to play for him. We're not winning that match. The best chance you got is if you do actually sack him and then bring in a new manager or just have Ledley King take over and then get that little new manager boost. And that might even boost us into the top four. Because, you know, new manager boosts are a weird thing. Uh, and it could, it could actually help a lot. But yeah, if you're going to sack him, sack him now. Either don't sack him or sack him now. I don't want to wait any longer. The season's already over. Just just get it out of the way now. Seriously. And another thing that I'm I'm very upset about is the fact that, and it's not only this game, it's pretty much any game we've lost this season, there is not a single player who will address it after the game on, on, on Twitter, social, any social media. There's not a single player who will do it. They all hide. They all go back to their million-dollar mansions and act like it never happened. That's all they do. They don't address anything. They don't say anything to the fans. They don't apologize. None of that. The only player who apologized was Joe Hart because his PR team or his social media manager screwed up his Instagram story and said job done after the game even though we lost 3-0. That's the only player who apologized and he apologized for that. There was not a single player on the team who said anything on social media after the game. And after I think it was the Arsenal game, I, there was a player after the Arsenal game who actually said something, uh, and it was Tangi and Dombele, and what he said was it was just stupid. Like he said something like "stay focused" with some fire emojis or something like that. And it's like, dude, you just played a terrible game. You say "stay focused" with fire emojis, and then you come out the next game and have another terrible game. Like, it's like if you're gonna tweet something, say you're sorry or something. Don't tweet that. I don't want to see that. It's it's just it's so frustrating to see that the players don't care and all the fans. Tottenham is a club that that was built by the fans. It was it was it was built on fans. It it was built for the fans. That's what Tottenham is. And and to see the players just really not care about the fans, the ownership not care about the fans. And really, the only guy who seems like he does kind of care about the fans is Mourinho, and he's the guy who's going to get sacked. He's the first guy who's going to go. Uh, and that's just, it's really upsetting to me. It's really upsetting. Uh, I mean, even Harry Kane, even players like that don't say sorry on social media or address anything. Uh, but after a game, after, after a game they win, they'll, they'll, they'll hop on social media really quickly and say plus three points or something like that so they can get praised by all the fans. And this is one of the reasons that I would like a lot of the youth, the youth players in our youth academy to get a shot because maybe they'll care. And another thing is, is... Just, I want this team to become younger again. This team is kind of old now. I remember the team when it was young back in like the the 15, 16 season, and they're 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 enjoyable, and they're exciting. Just because and it was because there are such so many young players on the team, and I just wish we can get those young players back. Maybe go buy some young players. You know, go buy some young center backs. Go buy a young right back. 
Maybe go buy a young promising winger. Get Dane Scarlett to the main team. Play him. Get Lavinier to the main team. Play him. Um, uh, get Alfie Devine some, some time. Uh, get Oliver Skip back. Get Harvey White back. Get Ryan Sessignon back. Get these younger players back and maybe they'll actually care. Uh, and they'll actually work hard in training. And, and Because young players, they're the hungry ones. It's not the older guys. They're not hungry. You remember Deli Alley. Young Deli Alley. That was the hungry Deli Alley. Uh, you know, the Deli Alley who wasn't on big wages and wasn't a superstar. And then when he got that, just it all fell apart for him. So it, it's the younger players that are going to get us back. Um, a young manager. If we do sack Mourinho, I want a young manager. I don't want another old one. I would want either Ledley King taking over just because it's, you know, it, it's romantic for Ledley King to take over. I don't know how he is tactically, uh, but it's a guy who is taught him through and through and knows what it means uh, to, to be a Tottenham player and a Tottenham coach. Uh, and the other one is obviously Julian Nagelsmann. But the, the one thing about Nagelsmann is I don't think he'll be backed here like he was at Leipzig because Leipzig do spend a lot of money, uh, something we don't do. So I don't know. But he did build Leipzig. I don't know if he – I don't know if I was – I don't know if I want to say he built them from the ground up because, yes, they were, you know, in the second division or whatever, uh, but they got to spend a lot of money at the same time. Maybe I compare them to a Leeds United. Uh, Obviously, they're doing much better than Leeds are in the Premier League. Uh, But, yeah, I guess I could compare them to that. So Nagelsmann wouldn't be bad. I wouldn't be upset at that. Him or Ledley would be fine because it's inevitable Jose's getting sacked. Uh, If we get a bad result at Newcastle, I think he 100% 100 gets sacked. After that game, I'm actually surprised he hasn't been sacked yet. But yeah, um, I don't have much else to add on the game. I'm not happy right now. Didn't want to record this podcast, uh, but I had no other choice. Um, and yeah, it's not. I'm not going to give player ratings or any of that. This is it. This is all I got. I just wanted to to let you guys know how I felt about it because I'm not going to disappear after we lose. That's something I won't do. Um, but yeah, a short one today, just kind of addressing what happened yesterday. Uh, but yeah, not much else to add. Um, I guess I'll be back. What after the Aston Villa game? Oh, I I just I just realized a minute ago I said the Newcastle game. I meant the Aston Villa game. But yeah, I'll be back after the Aston Villa game, win, lose, or, or draw. I'll be back. Uh, and then as far as my U.S. Men's National Team. Stuff, uh, they, they beat Costa Rica yesterday, which is great. But I'm not going to do a review on that game. Uh, so maybe it'll probably be next week, midweek, my next podcast about that. But, yeah, that's all I've got for today. Uh, just really, I'm really disappointed with the players. I really am. They're, they're completely gutless. Um, but I hope you guys have a great rest of your Friday. And I will see you all later. Peace.